God bless America again. God, those those pipes. Look at all the troubles she's been in. I, I really believe if we just let Hadley play that it would be Wash a great show. And of course. <laughs> dry her eyes and then Hide this on CD. Make her smile. God bless America again. I would sing with Hadley, but he threatened me one time that if he ever heard me sing in public, well, he'd shoot me. Glory. <laughs> Red, Red, white, and blue. blue. We're going to go through this first. To me, she's, she's the, the most beautiful, beautiful sight in the world. But you know, she's appeared in many places where we didn't necessarily want to be. But thanks to our servicemen and women, yep. their dedication, their mm. courage. This was all this free. Was a, many times, yeah, it was a great opening he sacrifice. did. He wasn't we even planning on doing this. Really? Yeah. We, we did a quite a cross-section of people. Had a lot of rodeos. Come from many walks of uh, life. I played but guitar for it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into it. We'll so introduce our guest if the dumb ones out there haven't figured out who we have on right now. Make her smile. to make this a country she can always wave So on this July 4th weekend, on the eve of July 4th, I thought it was good to start out with that. And maybe we ought I think we need to... Play that tomorrow, maybe right before the rodeo starts. Yep. Or, or yep. you know what? As as the rodeo ends, let's play that tomorrow. That'll be my walkout song. That'll be a good walkout song. Perfect. Really good. America again. I miss that man dearly, but we are blessed to have his right hand, his uh, confidant, his illegitimate son-in-law yeah, that he probably it. really didn't want, but he loved uh, dearly uh, Michelle's husband, Let's, ladies and gentlemen, 12-time announcer of the year, 62-time announcer at the NFR. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hall 22-time on TV. Uh we're, I'm very excited about this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Randy Corley is joining us on Rump Chat. Hi, guys. How it's, are we? It's awesome, man. This, this is, is probably, great. I'm excited about I this. I can't even believe that. Like, uh, I'm kind of fangirling here a little bit because we've always talked about it. And when we put the deal on uh, our Instagram and Facebook the other day, and Hambone said, let's ask our viewers or listeners who they want to hear Everybody wants to hear Randy Corley because, oh. believe it, no. We've had quite a few. We talk you know, about well, you on the show all the time. Yeah, we've had, you know, we, uh, Bobby T and been on and Boyd's been on, and then yep. we need, but yep. we haven't had you on. And we've, been, we've tried before. Yep. And, I know, but I know. We've not, We it's been, what, three years since you've been here? Or yeah. yeah. Four or whatever it is. 19. So we have not been all together. And so yep. I basically had to hold a gun to your head because it's 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 a, this a long eight perfs and and um, i have squelched seven days of it yeah so far. you weren't getting away tonight and, and you know you guys have got such a good show everybody loves it everybody well, loves it this is going to be good people are going to love this because you've got uh, you've got an amazing story you're you're i mean how, what what year is this in your announcing career uh 44 wow damn yeah, yeah that that includes the two years uh, for Bill Smith at the Nightly Rodeo in North Platte, Nebraska. and that's where you got your start, right? That's, yep. Because you were yep. radio. So let's start there, Randy. Yeah. You know you're from Wyoming. 
Lance Creek, Wyoming, yep. a town of about, uh, well, there's four of us in here, so yeah, we about match your town. <laughs> you know, and at one time, that was a metropolis. That was a huge oil well town. Oh, really? They did a lot of drilling out there. I don't know what the population was, a thousand, you know, for that little place. It mm-hmm. was huge. It was huge. That's great. Um, so, how do you end up in North Platte? I went to broadcast school. I had a hat store in Cody, Wyoming with Jim Houston. Oh, I did not know that. Didn't no you? shit. Yeah. I, we had a store called Just Hats. And the I world had no cha- idea. World champion. Two-time world champion. Yep, yep. The, the, the innovator of the uh, hard hand handle. Yeah, the hard yeah, handle. The old rawhide. I had no Crazy idea. Crazy ass Jim Houston, who I have seen <laughs> naked multiple times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't, and I feel pretty good about that. <laughs> but I love Jim Houston. Oh, was my a, God. such a good guy. He is. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So you had the hat store in Cody. Yep, and, and uh, Jim was moving out. He he was going away from the Cody Knight Rodeo. He and Clyde Van Boris. Clyde, and he ran that rodeo, and uh, they were going to go down to Jackson Hole. Jim did. Uh, so I had the hat store. I had a leather shop that I had in a Western store there for somebody else, and I decided I needed to do something. You know, I worked at the Jip plant there. I... Uh, in factory work, which just, just didn't fit me. Yeah. Yeah. So I decided to go to broadcast school. My dad, my brother Ed, they lived out in Washington. So I went to Seattle to broadcast school. This is before they were burning Seattle down. Uh, they didn't have the chop zone then or anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> back in the good old days. Back yeah. in the good old days. It was way back in the good old days. Yeah. But I went to broadcast school, and Bill Smith contacted me about doing, he's going to do a nightly rodeo in North Platte, Nebraska. So when we get out of broadcast school, which, by the way, I graduated at the top of a class of 32. Congratulations. In, yeah, in broadcast. There's no, there's no documentation on that, but no. I'm sure of it. We believe you. Yeah, we don't yeah, need yeah it. I'll bet you do. <laughs> At Road Chat, we don't need facts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Boring. Exactly. Yeah, they're just boring. But anyway, so I, everybody's trying to get a job around Seattle, get into major market. I sent my resume to Broken Bow, Nebraska. <laughs> they had a deal, said they needed somebody. And that's like 70 miles from North Platte. I thought I'd be there, worked through the winter. Then I went down. Uh, Bill got a hold of me, wanted me to do the uh, nightly rodeo. I went down, uh, got a job at a radio station there on the weekends, and then did the rodeo, though, that first of the two years he had it there. Uh, and it was fun. It was fun. Was and the, developed, your, developed your chops. I mean, that's where you got your chops. And, and, and here is a funny thing is... When I was in Broken Bow, and there's some guys up there, and I told them I was going down to do the nightly rodeo, they go, wow, that's awesome, you know, because Hadley Barrett's from there. I said, uh-huh. who's Hadley Barrett? <laughs> no, you did I, I swear to you God. Asshole. I swear to God. Uh, and, uh, but I, Michelle was running barrels. Her brother, Trent, was riding bulls. And uh, I got to know them pretty well, and they told Hadley to come listen to me. And I knew he was coming, you know, so... Not by now I knew what a legend and, he was. And he's a legend then. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I was pretty nervous the night he was there. He and Ted Kimsey. Kimsey was there. My man. Wow. Yeah, your buddy. And they came and listened. And then like four nights later, had to, had to come to town to get something for his mower. And he was there just about an hour ahead of the rodeo. So he thought he'd stay around and, and come and listen or come and listen when I didn't know he was there. And then the next day, he called me and asked if I'd be interested in getting my card. Wow. So that, that was the start. He, 
Hadley and I traveled a few places together. You know, Hadley was a, he was a great guy. Amazing. And he had just bought a new van, had infinity lights in it. I called it his puberty van. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but um, <laughs> we, he's just a good friend. We took off to do the Prairie Circuit Finals once they had it in Wichita. Yeah. At the old Kansas Coliseum. The Kansas out Coliseum there. Yeah. right there, Park City. Yep. Uh, John Macbeth was yep. chairman of it that year or whatever. So he, he told Hadley to bring me down. So we take off to drive down there. We get on the freeway at North Platte, and we're heading east. And, and uh, I said, Hadley, you want me to drive? I said, I'll drive. And he goes, no, no, I'm good. He said, let's talk about announcing. He said, and by the way, don't mistake that for the fact you will drive. <laughs> he said, just not right now. So we talked pretty much all the way across the I-80 till we turned south, right above Salina. And he said, why don't you drive? We weren't quite there yet. And so I jumped over there, and I thought we'd talk some more about rodeo. Hadley got up and went to the couch and took a nap, which I thought was really kind of crappy. He made me sit up and, you know, <laughs> talk to him. In Hadley's defense, I do that all the time. Yeah. Yes. So the, the, the great thing about it is, is he did take me back there then. And he goes, to, he goes to the couch. He goes to sleep. And I'd driven, I thought, far enough. And so I was kind of doing the... Jerked like I'm falling asleep. <laughs> and actually ran kind of off the road once, threw a little gravel around. I thought that'll wake him up. Nope. And I'm just driving along, and wham, he right hands my ear with an open cuff, and I'm talking, he crossed my eyes. And as he turned around to go back to the couch, he said, that'll keep you awake a little longer. <laughs> but that's, that's kind of the good guy. We used to drive from San Antonio to Tucson, and... Uh, he threatened me because I had gone to Mexico once and got in trouble. And he said if he felt that van make a left-hand turn off of I-10, he said he will slap me like he did the first time we traveled <laughs> together. But it was all good. It was all good. We spent the whole month of February together and then ended it down there in Tucson. And the last day of Tucson, I said, uh, boy, had we're driving out the rodeo. I said, it's our last day together. I said, you better kiss me. You're going to miss me when I'm gone. He said, you know, I may notice you're not around. He said, that's not the same thing as missing you. <laughs> <laughs> I got so, it. What, 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 hold on, hold on. Hold. Yeah. yeah. Real quick, save that question. Okay. Uh, what'd you get in trouble in Mexico for? Staying too late. <laughs> that's my Uncle Tommy's favorite story. He will not <laughs> yeah, let it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knew it. He was there. He, <laughs> we, did, we just drank a lot of tequila. Hadley and Benny and I. And then they wanted to go home. And I said, well, I'm going to stay down here with Rhett and the boys. In Mexico. In Mexico. <laughs> so I will tell you, I really didn't get in trouble down there. I just stayed too late. I got you. Yeah, yeah Mr. Perf. No, I did not miss a perf. <laughs> did Tommy tell you that? I he, never, told me, he told I me that you missed I missed rehearsal. Oh, okay. Because it was daylight when I got back across the border. Nobody was around. There's a Greyhound bus sitting there <laughs> on the U.S. side. I knew there was only one direction it could go. <laughs> So I got a ticket, which I had to borrow a quarter from the lady. It was an $8 ticket. I had $7.75. <laughs> so anyway, so there's, uh, there's just kind of one of the things the rest of the years. I was at Tucson. It was in my contract that I was not allowed to go any farther south than the casino we stayed in. Okay, because yep. you, you had mentioned that the other night during the rodeo, and now I get it. Uh -huh. Now that's good. 
That my, Golly. I, and I don't know the whole story. And he may be telling the truth. We don't know. I am telling the truth. I've never lied in my life. <laughs> but my Uncle Tommy, when he would, when Randy would go uh, announce in Pretty Prairie, him and Hadley, yeah. my Uncle Tommy would go to the rodeo and sit beside the announcer stand and just talk shit. I know. <laughs> like, I was oh, there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's always going to get a snake or something, you know. Yeah. I was there, and Tommy... You know, could find at that point could get up the stairs. Yeah, yeah, and yep. you, you know because they're pretty steep. But yeah, I was sitting there, and then I didn't know who Uncle Tommy was at this time when right. I was going to Pretty Prairie. Mm-hmm. And I actually have a picture. Speaking of Pretty Prairie, Randy helped me load speakers in. That's the kind of guy I am. No. In the sun? No, no, he is on the lift. No shit, he's on the platform, on the telehandler. Yep. Handing me these big speakers. Man, I feel Carry bad. Over. I yeah. feel bad for all the bad shit I've said about you now, Randy. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, my, so anyway, so you go ahead. Go ahead. I'm quest- sorry. My question is though. Yep. When we look back at those old videos, how cool was it back in like Tucson in the '80s when you had a young Benny Butler and that wild ass rodeo, like? Tell us, tell us little stories about the old Tucson. Well, you know, days. the old Tucson days. Uh, it was your first outdoor rodeo of the year. I mean, for cowboys and everything, it's it's where they went. And and I think it still just, is. You're kind of you yeah, yeah, pretty much. And you're yeah. released, and it's such a good rodeo. Uh, there were yeah, there were times that it was really good. I, you know, Benny, Benny was not real pleased with me with most things I did. I took a lot of butt chewings from Benny. Uh, you know, which he was never afraid to haul her from the buck and shoots up. So I took the butt shoe, and every cowboy behind the shoots heard it every time, you know. He never chewed Hadley's ass, I guarantee you that. You think? Did he? You know, uh, there was a couple of times he had said a few things that, that kind of shook Hadley. Mm. Yeah. That's amazing because I <laughs> I don't think he outright chewed him like he, you I know. know but yeah. you've, you've had it. Has Benny ever chew you? No. No? Yeah. Not yet. Justin's had it. I mean, still we, daily, actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, but but they were fun. Tucson was you just kind of let you you spread your wings. Yeah, yeah. So so what was your first like? Um, I mean, Denver was my big rodeo, yeah. my breakout. What was your first big breakout rodeo? Caldwell, Idaho. Really? Yep. I don't know. Yep. And you've been there. Yeah, I worked at actually with you and Hadley. Yeah, because I got them to hire Hadley with me up there. I owed him a favor, you know. He got me Tucson, and he got me San Antonio, and that's uh, it. Maybe seven or eight, <laughs> seven or eight others. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I owed him. So I'd take him to. I'm going to adjust your mic here. No, you do whatever you want. Okay, thank you. That's of nice. Course. It's a the very cordial show when you say that. Yeah. But uh, no, Caldwell, Idaho was, and I still go to Caldwell. Yep. I went there in '82. Holy shit! That's uh, I'm thirty. That's forty years ago. Because I'm yep. yeah. Well, yep. it's twenty twenty two. Wow, this will be your fortieth year there. Yep. Does it seem yep. real? They they were down two years with the COVID. Sure, but yeah, count them. Yep. It doesn't matter. Yep. You'd have been I'd there have been anyways. There. Yeah. Does it seem real that you know here you this is your forty thirty thirty eighth thirty ninth year here in Prescott? Yep. Wow. Yep. And this is one to me, growing up, you know. Dad riding bulls and all that. We grew up in, in the rodeo world. To have, I remember uh, Hadley called my phone one time, and my sister Lisa was around, and it said Hadley Barrett, and she's like, "God, oh, that's so cool, you know that <laughs> Hadley's calling you." And it, you know, it, it means a lot to have the trust, and 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 with you too, that when when announcers get you a job, right? You know, it means a lot that they have the trust in you 
to to that you're going to do a good job and that they'll get you a job. But uh, but Hadley and so at this time Greeley uh, was was making a change and here yep you and I remember this we were by some slot machines at the South Point during the NFR yeah and you two started chirping at each other. And you're like, no, he's coming with me. No, you, you know, you know, uh, Hadley. You know, you son of a bitch. He's coming. He's coming. I know. No, Hadley. I need to impress you. You're said, fine. Gotta have him. Gotta have him. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I remember I kind of had an out of body experience. Like, man, Randy Corley and Hadley Barrett are arguing over who gets you, who gets me, and yeah. it literally was. <laughs> and I'm not saying that to, to brag. I'm just saying it was a fact. It was yeah. really. As a kid who grew up listening to Hadley Barrett. Oh, yeah, because you had him there for so long at your home. 5, 24, 25, 26 years. Yeah. You know? I mean, we've had four announcers in the 100 years of Sydney Rodeo. Are you serious? Four. I did not. Okay, so Hadley and Roger and then. Was it Phil Lambert? Mel, Mel, Mel Lambert, Mel sorry, Lambert, Mel, Lambert. Mel Lambert, and then and then there was a guy. I mean, we're talking back in the twenties. It was oh, yeah. A, yeah. I, I can't remember four announcers in a yeah. hundred years. Mm-hmm. Unreal. That is just fact a, check that with Jan cool. No, I believe it. I'm just saying <laughs> yeah, fact that check. that's an unbelievable deal. I mean, that's that's kind of the something that really says something about the rodeo family. Like that's badass. But yep. I will tell you this, and you can you can know this, and you know this from being a sound man. Announcers' voices. When you hear them at certain places, it just feels right. Yep. You know? Yep. When you switch, and I've, I've been a part of some of these rodeos where they've had to switch, and um, not, you know, not knocking anybody, but an announcer makes the rodeo have the feel that it is. Amen. So I could yeah, agree more. I think, too, on that, Justin, is, is the rodeo kind of opened up the announcer. You know, that happened to me in Caldwell. That it we grew together. It wasn't a big rodeo. I mean, it was a big rodeo, but it wasn't big fans and everything like not it like is it is now. now. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, what's its seat now? Like ten thousand. Yeah, I'm pretty close. The civvies you know, and the yeah, rowdies. It's a yeah. wild. You guys have made it that, and you probably came I, up I, with that. I came up with the rowdies. The reason being that when I first went there, you know, the east side of the arena had like three high benches and went down about half the arena, and there wasn't uh, a third of them full ever. But I started calling that group over there the Rowdies because, number one, they couldn't see for the first 45 minutes. Because of the sun, sun yeah. in their eyes. But that was the only place they had a beer stand. <laughs> so they, they were there. And, and they were the heaviest users of the beer stand, too. So, that's I, yeah, I've got third-generation Rowdies up there now. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so for our listeners, so at Caldwell, there's two sides of the arena, right? Yeah. Like we're explaining and one side is the city civvies. Uh, they're civilized, and they're all and they, they, they dress nice, and they don't get drunk. So, yeah, the, like a guy gets they drink, explain, the, they, explain drink, it, Randy. they drink with their pinky out. Let's <laughs> just say that. Yeah. So explain it when like a guy gets bucked off over there on yeah. one side, and or, or or has a good ride or something. Here, here was the deal. It got to be that if they weren't eighty points, if they rode, the whole rowdy side would just start screaming, "Rewrite, rewrite," <laughs> and they would boo the judges. And how awesome. God bless him and, and rest his soul. Jade Robinson's working mm. at one time. And he would jump up on the fence when a bull comes swooping back down on that side. And this guy in the rowdies got up and poked him right in the chest. He said, get off our fence. You're going to find out those bulls are easier on you than we are. <laughs> Eat shit. Jade, Jade, oh, Jade. Came up, Jade came up and he goes, you got to calm those people down over there. And I said, hey, I'm not in charge of them. <laughs> And the and the civvies got started like 
five years later after the Rowdies, uh, we had Dale Woodard. The Rodeo clown, clown, yeah. Real good one. Real good. And about the third perf, you know, I'm, and it, you've been there. I'm always talking to the Rowdies. I pretty much ignore the civvies still. And, but they're great. Hmm. But Dale walks out, and, he, and I said, so what have you been up to or something? You know, just start talking to him. And he goes, shut up. He said, I want you to know something. I'm so sick of one word at this rodeo. And I said, what? And he goes, rowdies, 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 rowdies. There's a whole other side over here. These are the civilized fans. Bam, he named the civvies. There it is. Yeah, yeah. They had T-shirts for civvies. They had T-shirts for rowdies. Because it's a big deal. I mean, I, I, I remember that when I was a kid. You know, people, people buy tickets, and they say, I want my tickets on the rowdy side or the civvies there. You know? I, I feel like it's like when you go to a college football game, like you can pick if you're the home team or yeah, the away. Yeah. yeah, Because that's how it is. And, I mean, it is – Caldwell, Idaho is nuts. And I've, yep. I've got to work it three times. Yep. I got to work it twice with, with Randy and Hadley and once with Randy and Andy. Mm-hmm. And yep. the, the, the feeling of that rodeo is just – it's crazy because yeah, they, each, everybody knows their role when you come into the the rodeo. Yeah. It's and it's because of Art, you know, Randy, what he set up. But like his voice carries that. When you hear that voice, yep, it's like you know. Okay, this yeah, might not make me humble now. Well, shut up, Randy. You're <laughs> okay. Now I'll, I feel I'll more like. Shut up. Let's but it's turn like, off his mic. Have you ever? Uh, <laughs> it's like when you hear a song that takes you back, back to whatever time that it came out and it reminds me yeah. I, i'm with you brother so when you hear announcers voices like uh for when i first started working tucson wayne brooks was there yep and so for uh, not even when i was working like as a clown when randy went to san antonio and wayne was there i was just the uh truck driver which mm-hmm. i was he can verify that i was the best truck driver ever awesome but it was it was Wayne's <laughs> not voice. better than Uncle Tommy. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, got Tommy. So then when Wayne went to to uh, San Antonio and they switched, it didn't. Not that the, the the new announcer wasn't good. It just didn't have the same feel, you know, because announcers' voices are it, the soundtrack of these rooms. I agree. So okay, case in point, and to to my experience with this, with going back to Hadley, mm-hmm. when I would work Casper or Abilene, it didn't matter or Piala. When I would hear Hadley's voice, it took me to my childhood. Exactly. Well, because sure it, would. it was Hadley and Leon and Jim Bob Feller, and that was that's what I knew. And we didn't go to the NFR growing up. Our big rodeo was Omaha, the I old started, Omaha. Yeah. yeah. Downtown. Yeah. It's not even there. Yeah. It's soccer fields now, the old Omaha. Um, I think, right? Yeah, something like that. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but and, and I always told him that, and I just absolutely – and then when I went to Casper – and Hadley got me that rodeo, and uh, what rodeo was that for you? So you had Denver, your first big one, and then Casper. No, uh, where did that fit in the oh, I, your I layout? I don't know. I mean, after Denver, everything it just started piecing together. Yeah, I can't tell fast. you about with with Casper, but but anyway, I moved up top to that. They built the he Hadley got him to build the platform yeah, wider. You guys had a really little spot. To a be. little spot. He'd tell me. He said, you know, like he said. Josh is sitting on my lap, and <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, and we but we would have so much fun, but and um, but yes, I, I I agree with you 100. percent You know Reno, uh, sorry, yeah. if I keep no, hitting your mind, but Reno. I mean Tom. I'm sure the for those people, oh, Tom's yeah. voice oh, at Reno, yeah, because yeah. he's been there forever. Yep. Um, you know, um, 
just, you know, places with uh, Denver. Well, uh, okay, this is a cool story. I got to go into this. And I'm sorry we're talking about Hadley so much. No, I love but it. But actually, I'm not. You know I what love Hadley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we I do talk too. about Hadley quite a bit. Uh, um, I do, too. We, uh, you know, Denver, Boyd's been there for going on almost 30 years, and Hadley was there. Ahead of that. Almost 30 years yep, before that close, or whatever it was. Pretty close. So Maybe not quite that much. Maybe not quite yeah, that much, yeah. but, you know, it, it, he was there. And um, Boyd's father-in-law passed away one year. And he had to leave, so Hadley was in the hospital for a surgery or something. something. And he, he came back. And he came in a perf before with Boyd there. And Boyd yep. walked him through. You know, he sat there, and okay, and he's off the mic, and he's, okay, we're going to go to this. And then Boyd would do it, and so Hadley yep. could see it because it had been 20-some-odd oh, yeah. years yeah, since Hadley had been, been there. there. Yeah. So um, Boyd, had, Boyd left and had to go take care of his family, and – and Hadley came in, and this is one of the coolest things. And I've had a few bourbons, and I'm trying not to get emotional, but uh, he goes, he, as soon as he started talking, pre show, yep. he goes, yep. Some of y'all might not, or no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I take that back. It was the opening. We go, Dark House Spotlight on Hadley. Yep. Some of y'all might not remember me, and half that audience started cheering. Oh, they remembered him. I know and it. I knew that inside him lit him up. Sure. It because, did. Yeah. you know, he'd done that rodeo for so long. And, um, and, and well, and Tallman before that, but you know, talk about just you know following each other. So, um, and he he went through it, and I would go, okay, we're going to Western Airs, you know, and he would, and he thanked me for that because he, you know it just it took that. Were, but were you sitting up there with him at in that the booth? time? Yes, yeah. they made you're it down along the side. Yeah, yeah. It, when he was there, you're at the opposite side in a little booth. Yeah. Yep, you know, yep. and I was with Boyd, and then when I came in, they built a booth where we were all together. Gotcha. But, um, but it was pretty – that was a special moment, and I know it felt in him that it made him feel good because people cheered because they remembered him. And, again, he'd been gone for 20-plus years, you yeah. know. Or, or Well, maybe not that long at that time. I guess Boyd's been there 20-some years, and I've been there 15 <laughs> yeah. now. Oh, my God. You're old, Hambo. Man, look at you. It I just remember hit me you right had, now. You had more hair back then and – well, maybe not. Well, and I, like, <laughs> I'm going to turn you down tomorrow. You don't. You, oh no, you can't carry to the arena. <laughs> you just what happens on the rock right. chat? No, okay, right. all right, all right. Touche, Randy. I, I really wish I could have been a part of that uh, at Denver because I didn't get to come in on that. But it was so cool. I, I don't remember Hadley at Denver, but I, I was a part of when I was watching all the everything at the NFR when he would do uh, the. Arena interviews, which mm-hmm. was just phenomenal. Oh, he's the and, greatest they ever had down alongside. Them. And even when he did the uh, Wrangler bullfights, it, it wasn't wild. I mean, he didn't have to get loud. He's no. like, our next man, look right here from Oklahoma. They call him Mr. Smooth. It's yeah. the great Rex, Rex Dunn. Dunn. And it was just, yeah. it was so, uh, as far as announcers go, I feel like sometimes people don't understand how much that you guys bring to the table and in the fact that it makes it real. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I loved Hadley's style. Just be, he was simply, he never had to scream. He never had, you know, but he had a way of bringing people to their feet or to bring their emotions out. Yeah. Um, and that, that's, was, uh, I got to work with you guys a lot together. And it, I really feel bad because at the time, at the time, I didn't appreciate it as much as I, I could have. Because um, before we go to this break, I didn't, Hadley, even though he was older, it never felt like he was old. Nope. 
No, nope. he felt like it was. He stayed current. Yeah, in in, in right in the mix all the time. He so, stayed in current because he's so been through do it all. You guys have sponsors here. Yep. Yep. We're gonna oh, go to one. We're out of here from them. All right. Well, um, we'll be right back with this uh, Gold Buckle Beer Break, and uh, brought to you by um, Depends Underwear. <laughs> oh, you son of a buck! Well, welcome back, Rump Chap. We have refilled drinks. We have cut deer sausage. We have peed. Aquafina. Yeah. Water. No whiskey on that side. None at all. <laughs> nope. So, so anyway, so. Um, so I, I want you to know the disadvantage you have me at right now. Because you know more than anybody, I like to walk and talk. And I am jammed into a corner. Rump's going to make sure I don't get out of here until you two are ready to release me. That's yeah. true. Yeah. We, I know he's in is. the booth in my trailer. So go ahead. We've got him trapped. Ask me any questions you want. I will not okay. lie. Okay. Yep. So you're announcing in Oregon. You guys are sponsored or doing a photo shoot. <laughs> <laughs> you ask. I had the penalty You said that. Okay. We had to do it, um, I'm, I'm thinking it's resist all. I think so. I, the, it was a hack. Got yep, right, you're yep, right. Yeah, it was a resist all. And they, those three flew in. Phil Gardenhire, Tallman. Tallman drove in. He brought us some horses because he was living up there then at that time. Uh, Hadley flew in and, and uh, Phil flew in. And I told them all I had to go out and do a deal that we do in the morning. They got in the night before. I told them that they had this day to do this shoot, and those three had to leave. I didn't want to have them <laughs> hanging around trying to steal the Pendleton Roundup. And they all would have. I'm telling you. God bless you, Hadley. Tallman, you know you would have, and God bless Phil Gardenhire. What a, what a voice. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so there, there's that deal. That's that's all you need to know about uh, that. Yeah, no, no, so... so they're going out to do the photo shoot. They're all pretty tooted up. No, we were in the Blue Mountains. Tell it, Randy. You don't have to go into I every didn't, detail. I didn't but see them. They sat at the bar all morning while I had to go do this deal in the morning. So then he gets out, and he meets them out there. Yep. They all go out. They're... And and please, we've got to find this. You said you were, you had the poster somewhere. I do. I do somewhere. It's when we moved back out of Washington. It's in a box. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's work on that, would you? Yep. All right. Yep. I'm going to stop in North Pot on my way back to Sydney. Yes. You need to come by. I am. I am. You did. You called. I me did last year. Yep. I yep. did last year, yep. and we called you, but you were in Deadwood. Yep. But anyway, so, um, so yeah, so they're <laughs> they're all tooted up. Well, those three were. Yeah, and I get there, and I can't make heads or tail out of them. Yeah. So we opened the van to get out uh, to start the shoot. Those three fell out of the van. <laughs> and Tallman, room shit there. Tallman had two of his announcer of the year saddles. I had one. 
And we had, he had one for uh, Hadley, one of his, and he brought one for Hadley. I had a saddle there, all in the van with us. And garden hire is the one that fell out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he turned around and cussed everybody that had a, an announcer of the year saddle because, you know, they tripped him up and stuff. And of course, Hadley and Bob were uh, just relentless on him, you know. If he was any better, he could have a saddle. And that's kind of how the whole day went. And Rowdy Berry was with us. Oh, the you old, remember Rowdy? The bullfighter. Yeah. He was kind of the spot man for the filming crew or something. And somewhere in the middle of all of this, we're supposed to ride towards the camera on a high, you know, a high speed lope right at him, then swerve off. Well, out of the trees, Rowdy Berry had stripped down to the waist, <laughs> put some paint on, and was coming out like a Native American <laughs> trying to keep this politically correct. And he's, he's giving it, yeah, 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 and ran right over the cameraman. <laughs> that slowed production down a little that day. <laughs> yeah, but but we're up in the Blue Mountains. It was gorgeous, yeah. beautiful. But what? <laughs> tell about what the horses when the deer jumped out. Tell them about the, the, the deer jump and the horses look, and none of you, yeah, can, yeah. none of you guys are looking. No, the, the horses are all facing one direction. And we're over kind of the left to where they're it's like it's like we're doing two different shoots there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so a deer jumps out and all the horses look over to the left That's and the these four donors they don't even know they're yeah. in the spirit world. <laughs> but I'd, I'd had a couple of drinks back then. In those days yeah. though. Yeah, oh, yeah. Back in the eighties where you could smoke cigarettes and drink bourbon and have yeah, a like, I, it's and totally I'm sure, different. And we were doing that. Yes. Did, uh, okay, so at Pendleton, right? Yeah. Did you I always think this. Did you have production? What was a production meeting back then? Um, they, they weren't. Yeah. I mean, we said we had one prior to it ever starting, and they did the same opening every day. And, in fact, they didn't have the announcer talk. They, they'd shoot a cannon off. Uh, one queen would come in from down at one end of the buck and shoots, jump the little white fence. That was the deal. They jumped. Uh, you, you'd say who it was. Then the lady-in-waiting would come at the other end of the buck and shoots. And then I don't know where the third one came That's from. actually still the way it is. Then they hit, and then they make a full lap around that huge arena. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of cool. It was To me, it was a throwback to the 1800s. Sure. It is still that way. Yep. It, at that they, time, but the barrier, they flagged. They still do. Hand do they pulled, still hand flag it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They do yeah, they do that here in the in the tripping. But they do that. Because anyway, they, but like I mean oh, sorry, go ahead. They blow the, the cannon off this yeah. year. And the gal come and jumps in with the flag and this yep. gal comes yep. in and then they say, Welcome to the Pendleton Roundup. Yep. And that's then it, it goes right into the American uh, yep. the national anthem. National anthem starts. That's all you've said through the first seven, eight minutes of this rodeo. But then you got four and a half hours after that. Yeah, yeah, you got a lot Plenty of time, of time to, to talk. catch up. Yeah. <laughs> and they would do uh, they do some cool stuff. I mean it's like I said, it was really neat. You know how the back end, the, the, the back alleys work for the timed events. They just ran some chicken wire down both sides. That's oh the gosh. box. And they'd start the steer running clear back down, and he's running 90-degree angle to the chute. But they, call, they have guys spotters. They go, halfway. So you know he's coming. He's halfway down that back alley. He goes, corner. That's when they got to turn and come up the corner. Now, these, the cattle are moving. And uh, they go, hill. Well, the hill is the top of the hill. They crest it, and then they come down. They're running, from, they're running downhill. And the cowboys are starting on a downhill run. Then they level out on the grass. And, and there, there's no draw. 
No. Shoot no. run? Yeah. Really? I, th- see, I did not know. I knew that. I knew it was something. I, I didn't know yep. all of that, but yep. I knew that's kind of how they yeah. did it. I did not know at Pendleton, they shoot run the yeah. cattle? Do they still? Yeah. Like you don't, Seriously? Oh, yeah. They, they shoot run it because that's they surprising. run about the deal. They just run it out of the back pins. And I didn't know that you announced Pendleton. Yeah. About eight years. And then Puyallup. I was doing Puyallup. Bobby Christensen. Yes. One of my best friends ever. Christensen Brothers Rodeo. CB Rodeo. CB Rodeo. Bobby Christensen got Puyallup to hire me. Pete Logan had it. This is a good story. Bobby Christensen had Caldwell the year I went there. He had it for the years after there, too, and asked me if I'd be willing to come to some West Coast rodeos. I said, sure. He said, I want to get you into Puyallup, Washington. He said, we have Pete Logan. He's a wonderful guy, but he just doesn't help my rodeo. He said, I want you to do it. I want you to do it horseback. And I said, yeah, I can do that. So he has an old bucking horse called Springville Wowie for Springville, California. The horse didn't buck. So they start saddling him. You know, that's happened a lot of times. That's what I was riding. And uh, I'm sitting outside the arena. Pete still announced, like, the stage shows, and his job was going to introduce me. And Pete was, well, ladies and gentlemen, we have a young man who's taken over the rodeo. Oh, God. He's horseback, so I would just call him rodeo's own Paul Revere. Well, they blew the bomb off there, too. And when they did, Springville Wowie maybe had his best day ever, Buckingham. <laughs> <laughs> his, his first jump landed just about the middle of the arena. And I got his head pulled up right in front of the grandstands and just started talking. Pete hadn't really totally introduced me yet. That's happened while he was introducing. So after the rodeo, he comes up. He said, don't you ever ride into that arena until I introduce you. I said, Pete, I didn't, I didn't mean to. I said, you know, the horse came when the horse came. There wasn't much I could do about it. I said, I was just happy I stayed in the saddle. But that uh, Pete, I don't think Pete ever really liked me. He told me once we were at a cafe, I said, how am I doing? He says, you know how I like to listen to you? And he has a coffee and he takes out a cigarette, <laughs> cuts the filter off and sticks it in one ear, takes out another and sticks it in the other ear. And he goes, now you sound good. Oh. <laughs> so before the days How'd of... How'd you answer to that? I, I thanked him for having lunch with me, you know. Everybody has a viewpoint. So before the days of bashing people on Facebook, Pete Logan put two <laughs> cigarette filters in his yeah, ears. Yeah, And told Randy Corley to shut up. Basically, basically. he did. Basically, that's what what happened. And I and he never talked to me again. No shit. Yeah. Never. Was, never. And how long have you been in Puyallup now? Uh, that was eighty. That was the year. That was eighty three. So there you year go. After I thirty nine years. Yep. That is just amazing to me. That thirty nine. Like, like, when you think about it, like who would ever talk bad to Randy Corley as far as in the announcing? Pete Logan had a lot more clout than Randy Corley had at nineteen eighty three. Sure, <laughs> and he, probably still does in all reality. Oh no! Come but, on, Randy. but you know the, the the where this all started. Is I was at Pendleton when Puyallup came to me and asked if I would take over the stage shows. And they're very generous to me. Yes, they are. I work about anywhere from 8 to 12 minutes a night. I go out and I welcome everybody. I introduce the mayor of Tacoma. They're just, they're just awesome to me up there. We go through a few of the don't smoke, don't chew, don't, don't, if you do chew, don't spit on the person in front of you type thing. And uh, the bad part of it was is it overlapped. Pendleton. But by that time, I'd already been at Puyallup for eight or nine years, and it was looking like a long-time deal. And it is. 
And I still stay there and do all the concerts. We now, Michelle found a VRBO last year because the, well, you know how the infield always had my trailer Mm -hmm. there, but it didn't have hookups, so I couldn't stay in it. No. Uh, So she found a VRBO that we have a pond out the backside. We have a running river, very slow running river out the front side. There's two big porches. We can sit out there and have a glass of wine in the evening. It's about 15 minutes from the arena. It's pretty cool. Well, that's another one. Where I got to go with, and uh, they get. Let me tell how that happened. They came up to Calgary, and yep. and uh, they heard Jerry. Uh, yep, yep. Jerry is the one. Yep. Jerry, they heard Benji, and they go, "We we want to have like that." And I said, "Well, you can't get him. He's booked." I said, "But I do know who is not booked," and that, <laughs> and I did, and I told him. That's I the kid in Waco. That's the kid in Waco running the spotlight. <laughs> yeah. <He's got> yeah. <laughs> That's what you told me. He got shit to do. (laughs) So uh, we got you in there, and it was the best thing. They loved you. It was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. And uh, Puyallup, that crowd, and and we've probably mentioned this before, but so it was Hadley and and Randy, and we we were tight quarters. I mean, not much bigger than this booth we're in. That's about it. And uh, One one chair longer, maybe. Yeah, and, and Randy requires space. (laughs) <laughs> He's very adamant about his I walk in circles. I walk in circles up there. And and Randy is the man in Puyallup. Randy's the man. So Hadley and I made it our mission to make as miserable as we could for and they Randy. Did. And they of course. Did. And they did. And, I mean, they, people would bring you fudge. Fudge is a big deal at the fair. Yep. And scones, which with... When you ask Hadley, it was just a biscuit with jam. That's, yeah, <laughs> Hadley, uh, scones is a huge deal up there. I mean, huge. I mean, it's and a, they're it, really good. Yeah, it's the sales family. They built scones at that fair for a hundred years. They and stuff it with raspberry jam. It's, it's like a, it's like a, it's biscuit. a biscuit. Yeah, with yeah, raspberry so jam. A, that was that's not a scone. It's a biscuit. People, but people though they are scones. Yeah, they're scones. Yeah. That's no, why. He, that's no. why you only went to Pialp once. So um, <laughs> I got struck by lightning. <laughs> so damn it. Yeah. So uh, so Hadley and I are there, and and oh, we would go to in this crowd. It's one of those crowds, free roadie people that that know where guys going to be a reread. Say it's some horse, and he's rearing up, being some yep. colt, rearing up, and the crowd's going nuts. But you know he's going to be sixty-eight points with an option of a reride. So that's the type of crowd, but they're going ballistic. Well, what they don't know that it's he's going to be have a no ride. Yeah, there's a lot they, of people. They just run, get wild. They, they scream. Sing. Yeah, Randy ends up walking around up in the stands. Well, the grand, wireless mic. The grandstand goes almost straight up. Yes, it's, it's pretty steep. Huge yeah. one-sided yeah. grandstand. Yeah, right. The stage on the other side, and and the sound system. There's uh, two stacks of eight subs on each side. And the funnest right. thing was when I would catch somebody like J.W. Harris or or Wade Sundell or somebody standing from the subs, I'd always play the deepest bass song yeah, I could yeah. get. Vibrates. And they would look at me Knocked and just look like they're yeah. like Wade Sundell. My my teeth rattle. So, but anyway, <laughs> but uh, then Hadley and I the next week would go to Abilene, which was yeah. not the same. Which isn't quite the same, yeah. you know. I mean, it just the the they are. Uh, a Western way of life yeah, people. A rancher, they, farmer yeah. area. So, yeah. you know, I saw J.W. Harris go 92 points there, and they're like, man, pretty good, okay. you know? You did okay. So, but we would always joke about that because yeah. here one guy goes 63 points, and they're going nuts. The next day you got a guy go 92 points in a bull ride, and they're like. They can't even get him <laughs> rocking. Yeah. Well, the, the crazy thing about yeah. Puyallup, Washington, like growing up in Kansas, like you hear about rodeos in Washington, and it, I don't know, being from Iowa, 
Did you ever think that, like, what in the world, Washington, they can't have rodeos up there? And then you go up there and you see it, and it's just mind-blowing how awesome those rodeos are. You know, Pialep, Walla Walla, um, Ellensburg, you know, Ellensburg, Ellensburg Labor Day, Bremerton. Yeah, yeah Bremerton. Just a they got a great rodeo amount. out there. Yeah. Just a, uh, so that's what is pretty cool about rodeos. Like, each area where you might not think would have rodeos has these unbelievably great rodeos. And they add money, and, I mean, they, they make it a good rodeo. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, of course, as you two well know, that's a country that lightning is not a big deal. So that but we're talking Puyallup. We got to tell this when they story. shut that yes. down. That blew my mind. They Justin's in the middle of the arena, <laughs> and he's kind of jacking around about this and that, and we get a little, you know, and he's, oh, well, I suppose you all call that lightning. Within what fifteen minutes? Yep. They had that night. They had a thousand live strikes hit the ground within ten miles of Puyallup, all around that area. They they made everybody leave the grandstands. Yep. Oh, and how about me? I stood right in those steel grandstands, <laughs> very quietly, ask people, keeping calm, don't hurry, go down under the grandstand. I want it out of there. Yeah, but yeah. then you and me, and at this point, Wayne is there. Yeah, and he went and the you, other way when we went down the steps. We went, Yeah, and me and Randy are over on, we knew what side the bar was yeah. because the box seats are cocktail waitress. Yep. So there's a bar that serves the cocktail waitresses down there. I remember. And I'm like, Randy, let's go over here and get us a drink. And he's like, yep. I'm behind you. Yep. So we go over there and we're drinking and Wayne's on the other side, standing by himself. And it's pouring, and it's pouring <laughs> it's rain. Pouring. Oh, I mean... You'd that think was the first a tropical storm. Yeah, and then they canceled it, and then the next morning they you ran, and I ran the rest of the performance. Yeah, right. and Randy somebody did Yeah, you didn't show up. No, yeah. Abby said, "Don't." She's like, "Oh, don't worry about it. They're just gonna run." Like I thought it was slack. I didn't know you and Wayne were going. So, oh, yeah. So this is how it broke down during the team roping. Yes, that's which what was, it happened. It was bareback riding, steer wrestling, team roping. Yep. After five teams at Pialop, Washington, at the. Uh, PRCA playoff rodeo. Yep. Everybody's there. Everybody. Yep. They said, after five teams, they said, you guys are done. Everybody leave. And I'm like, wait, yeah. what? Yeah. They're like, it's over. We'll do it tomorrow morning. They, so, they shut it down first, and they probably took 25, 30 minutes, and then they said, we're not going back. Not yeah. tonight. So I was hanging out in Skaggs, uh, in the Dodge trailer. Yeah. I was in the uh, Ram trailer, <laughs> yep. slamming... Um, Aquafina's T-shirts, <laughs> yeah, Aquafina's. Here we go. Here it is. So we were there. <laughs> so we asked the gal, Abigail or Abby, whatever. Abby. Um, Abby. Abby. We yeah. asked her. Me and Ham were like, "Well, what can we do?" She's like, "Don't worry about it. We're we're gonna run this tomorrow morning." So picture this: Stetson Wright getting on um, Calgary Stampede's Zulu Warrior Zippy at ten a.m. Whatever. Yeah, at ten a.m. Yeah. So they told Abby told me and Hambo not to show up. She said, "Don't worry about it." So at 9.30, Wayne Brooks and Randy call us. Remember that? They're like, where are you guys at? You're supposed to be here. You're supposed to clown this. And I freaked out. I'm like, we got to oh, yeah. get our shit. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. And Hammond's like, no, nah, man, they're <laughs> messing with us. Like, Randy, he's just trying to be a dick. Oh, like, Randy never, I never is. I never kind said of a that. Yeah, yeah. So we showed You're up the there. the guy that said you could whip me. You did say that on Rump Chat 1. You said you could beat up Randy. When Curry. I said that three years ago, Randy, I was pretty good shape. So, <laughs> so I told, I'm trying to talk to Hambo. They're yeah. at Pialop. I'm like, yeah, we're, we're in the same room. Yeah, we're, where, where are you guys staying that year? At the Hampton Inn. 
Oh, okay. I thought you were up at the Holiday Inn. The Holiday Inn, the, the, well, the Best Western and the Holiday Inn are right, right next right, to each other. Right on the south end of the yeah. uh, right, 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 yeah. right on the south end of the fairgrounds. So yeah. I, yeah. I told him, but I said, let's just go. And we, we showed up there. And you and Wayne are announcing well, there's yeah. not anybody there. No, well, Steve but... Ramblis is texting me. He's like, "This is our this is our finale." I'm like, "I do." I was told not to come by my boss there. Yeah. So I get there. <laughs> I turn on a laptop and I start playing Steve Ramblis band music. Dun 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, <laughs> the old trumpets. And yeah. I, yeah, yeah. It was the weirdest thing ever to have these top cowboys getting on. Yeah, and we These went horses and, we, and we, we came right back and we went to the sixth team in the team roping, and that's where we started the morning. And I remember uh, at our, our follow up meeting with all the, the heads of the fair, mm-hmm. like we were talking about that, and Tim Bridwell was like, you know what? It was actually cool because you could hear the hawks of the horses cracking, you know, when they're yep. kicking out yep. the back. And he goes, it was actually kind of neat because we were, they were all razzing me it about was, not being there. But Yeah, they yeah. made fun of me too. They're like, oh, I guess you get a free perf. I'm like, in Kansas, yeah, or in Oklahoma, when you have that lightning, nobody moves. Like they just stay there. You don't shut down a rodeo in Kansas Club, but in Washington, little tornado and everybody freaks that's, out. Well, that's why I love that. There's a video of a little league game. They're warming up in, the, in Iowa, and there's a tornado in the background. Yeah, but the kids are sitting there still playing, up. still playing. Yeah, no, but they, um, but they do, they never did. I mean, that I was there twenty years. Never saw lightning like that except that one time. It was pretty crazy. Was and that's wild. a beautiful fairground. And they were still it's shooting. Great... The, they had the thing that, like, uh, the ball, it, you they, put two it? people in, and they'd pull it down, and no, there's the all magic cords. Yeah, yeah. The they would shoot it into the air. And the extreme scream, that's the one that went up the shaft. Yeah. Ever, there's four sides to it, and you get in a chair, shoots up, and then drops down. So right. they used to call they, you that's the still extreme going on. scream. Yeah. Randy, though, he had that's a trailer. That's what your old girlfriend's called you. He had his trailer park there. So, so, so yeah, I'm not going to talk about that. But Randy had a trailer park there where he would, like, get ready and do his announcer stuff. I know. Here. I'd go in and watch Iowa football. Yeah. There. So i go in there one day. They they left and there was that box of wine, and I, I drained yeah. it. That was not, Listen, I learned that, I learned that from Wayne Brooks. You know, I mean. Michelle made me drink wine once. We went to uh, New England. We flew into Boston, and she goes, you know what? Why don't, why don't you have some wine? Get off the beer. And I said, uh, yeah, that's fine. So I think I drank three bottles of wine. <laughs> and I realized right then what a wine hangover was all about. Oh. Yeah. But, uh, but, but now like- I, I enjoy a good wine. Yep. But Wayne has the theory. Wayne is, you know, <laughs> Wayne's a little squeaky. Uh and he knows people come out of the house and they're going to have some of your wine. Well, so he, he's not going to put out a good bottle of wine. He gets the Boda box? Black box. Black the black box. box. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> oh, so now Michelle, because Michelle's a little tight, my wife, as far as money spent, she goes with the same theory. People are coming by. We can have a nice bottle looking at, you know, you're looking at it in the house and we'll go ahead and get you a glass of wine. You cheap bastards. But it comes out of the black box. It's my wife. It isn't me. I love yeah. you, Shell. I love you. So you she get, won't listen. So you'll take a nice <laughs> bottle of wine and read. <laughs> you talk about being crummy. Hambone always oh, says now I, wait, now wait a minute. Listen, let show me a contractor that doesn't have two coolers in his truck. <laughs> One of them that's sat there through seven or eight, ten hot days with no ice, and then one they put fresh beer in. And if a guy walks up and he's not one of the guys, he gets well, one out of the hot wine. I tell you what, hot beer. About my dad, Crown Royal Reserve. 
That's nice of you. Because that's what he likes. Yep. Because he comes out here. Yeah. And that's what I gave you. He drives you all well, the I'm way. Because I'm out of Pendleton, so. He drives you all the way home. But that's what I gave you. I didn't give you the cheap shit. Well. I have some old Forrester down there. I you sure you didn't in. pour it into that bottle? No. <laughs> he, he's 100% right because Benny used to do that to us. He'd be like, yeah. at these rodeos when we were working, he's like, all right, big boy, tomorrow night after that perf, I got all your beer. And he would go, and I don't even know. I've never seen where it comes from, but uh, he would fill his cooler with hams, hams oh, beer. Yeah, yeah. And he'd be like, get all the beer you want. So you walk over there like thinking it's going to be good. Ham's beer. Have you ever had a ham's beer? No. It's the beer refreshing ham's beer. I, I remember the commercials when I was young. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, Michelle just texted me. They're done with Slack, and so we're going to lose Randy. But um, we've only just begun. Can, can we do another? We can this do. This is kind of fun. I would like to do the next one where I can walk around with a mic in my hand. Well, no. you could. We, we You can yeah. have it out here. Yeah, we, we need to have you can, just stroll. You know, like and, the, um, the story up here, you've never seen it. They tie my cord off, my mic cord. They, they zip lock it to something that I've got about four foot of cord. You mean zip Yeah, so I literally bring a 50-foot XLR cord for Randy up here so he can roam <laughs> the, the production deck. I don't call it announcer stand because there's just not an announcer there anymore. But, <laughs> anywho. What? It's, it's a production deck. It's and not the, just the announcer it, stand. It, I know. In the old days, it was just the announcer I had at least the whole center section to myself. Did a lot of walking. A lot of walking. Now there's all these pesky uh, video board. And oh, yeah. Te- video screen technology. and stats. Technology. Well, I got to tell you, it's so good to have you on. We've yep. waited forever. Thank you. And, and, and honestly, me and Hambone are huge Randy Corley fans. And uh, to, to, Legend of the game, man. To call you our friend is something that... that we really cherish, even though we both make fun of you and talk bad sometimes behind your back. I never oh, say yeah, that. I didn't know that part. <laughs> but we love you so I, much. I, and I love you guys. You know that. It's been it's been awesome here. And we definitely got it because we, have, we haven't even scratched the surface with Randy Corley. The history in 44 years of you There's know, so stuff things you I can remember yeah, and stuff you think yeah. you remember. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll bring up some different stories. Yeah. Next awesome. time up. Okay. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Randy. All well, right. Uh, thank you, everybody. Thanks to Pendleton Whiskey. Man- oh, Manscaped. We need to get Randy a lawnmower. Lawnmower 4.0. Yeah. 2.0. What, what is a Manscaped? No, I think it's a trim your uh, huevos. <laughs> you guys did- You just suckered me into even asking that question, didn't you? Randy never shoot your back in the day. <laughs> I'm back in the day, not in present times. Thank you for asking. <laughs> See you on the next show.